all to the first Pooja Swami Dayananda Saraswati Memorial Lecture. We will begin today's program with a soulful rendering of Pooja Swamiji's composition in Sanskrit by the students of Amrita Shekhar. Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Shri Radha, Ramana Govinda 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 Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Govinda, Jaya Gopala Jaya Shri Radha, Ramana Govinda Yeah. 
शंभो शिव शंभो स्वयंभो भो शंभो शिव शंभो स्वयंभो भो शंभो शिव शंभो स्वयंभो भो शंभो शिव शंभो स्वयंभो कवि की 
Be me. 
uh, is a composition of Swami Dayananda Saraswati himself. Bharata Desha Hitaya, for the good of our country. Uh, Swamiji in this song urges every Indian to follow uh, and uphold the Indian dharma, the righteousness, like uh, Rama, Lord Rama's brother Bharata. Uh, he served our country not as a ruler or an emperor, but as an adherent of the Indian dharma. So, uh, Swamiji uh, portrays this in a very beautiful way. Kuru Sevam Tvam, he says, that service starts with you, each one of us. Bharata Desha Hitaya Bharata
soulful rendering was by the students of Amrita Shekhar. Let me take the privilege to introduce the four singers. Apurva Shekhar, Ritika S, Kritik K and Sri Ranjani. Thank you. Once again, on behalf of the Indic Academy and the Coimbatore Committee of Hosts, we welcome you all to the first Pujya Swami Dayananda Saraswati Memorial Lecture. Let us invoke the grace of goddesses of knowledge by the auspicious lighting of the lamp. I request Swami Satatmanandaji, resident Acharya of the Ashravidya Gurukulam, Anagati, to lead the lighting of the lamp. I request our Chief Guest, Sri Ram Madhavji, Sri Harikiranji, Sri Krishna Kumar Varyarji, and Mrs. Vanita Mohan to join Swamiji in the lighting of the lamp. All the members of the committee are requested to join them.
I request the dignitaries on stage to offer Pushpanjali to Pooja Swamiji's holy padagas. light always fall upon us. Thank you Swamiji and the members of the organizing committee. Free will finds its total expression in prayer, said Pooja Swamiji. I call upon Apurva Shekhar and her team to invoke, invoke the grace of Bhagavan with a prayer. Mudakarata mudakam sadavi mukti sadakam kaladaravadam sakam vilasi lokarakshakam anayakaikanayakam vinashi depaditakam natashupashunashakam namamitam vinayakam namamitam vinayakam Nateteradibikaram navoditarka basvaram namasurari nirjaram natatika padurjaram sureshwaram girishwaram gajeshwaram ganeshwaram maheshwaram tamashaye paratvaram nirantaram Samasta loka shankaram nirastya daitya kunjaram Dareda rodaram varam vare bhavatram aksharam Kripakaram shamakaram mudakaram yashaskaram Maheshwaram namaskritam namaskaromi basvaram 
ನಮಸ್ಕರೋಮಿ ಬಾಸ್ವರಂತ್ಯನಾರ್ಜನ ಚಿರಂತನೋರ್ಜನ ಪುರಾರಿ ಪೂರ್ವನಂದನ ಸುರಾರಿ ಗರ್ವಶರ್ವಣ ಪ್ರಪಂಚನಾಶಭೀಷಣ ಧನಂಜಯಾದಿಭೂಷಣ ಕಪೋಲತಾಲವಾರಣ ಭಜೇ ಪುರಾಣವಾರಣ ಭಜೇ ಪುರಾಣವಾರಣ ನಿಧಾಂತಕಾಂತದಂತಕಾಂತಿವಂತಕಾಂತಕಾತ್ಮಜ ಅಚಿಲ್ಯರೂಪಮಂತಹೀನ ಮಂದರಾಯ ಕೃಂದರಂ ಹೃದಂತರೆ ನಿರಂತರಂ ವಸಂತಮೇವ ಯೋಗಿನಿಚಿಂತಿ ಸಂತತ ವಿಚಿಂತಿ ಸಂತತ ವಿಚಿಂತಿ ಸಂತತ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಐ ರಿಕ್ವೆಸ್ಟ್ ಮೋಹನ್ ಶಂಕರ್ ಟು ಆನರ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೂಡೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಸದತ್ಮಾನಂದಾಜಿ ರೆಸಿಡೆಂಟ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಆಫ್ ಆರ್ಷ್ಯ ವಿದ್ಯಾ ಗುರುಗಲಂ ಆನಕಟ್ಟಿ ಕೊಯಂಬಟ್ಟೂರ್ ಶ್ರೀ ರಾಮ್ ಮಾಧವ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಜನರಲ್ ಸೆಕ್ರೆಟರಿ ಬಿ ಜೆ ಪಿ ಮೆಂಬರ್ ಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಗವರ್ನರ್ಸ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ವಿಶ್ ಗಸ್ i am able to find lot of vips in this crowd so i am not naming anybody so i welcome each one of you for this swami dayananda saraswati's memorial first lecture we the committee of hosts have decided that every year we will call an intellectual or a person of status to request him to deliver a lecture here for the benefit of the public i am sure you would have all seen yesterday the english channel television our prime minister at houston a towering and roaring personality i 
and his uh, actions and reactions and the crowd you know how they were chanting the name modi 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 it is something the entire america was vibrating and that was accepted by the president of us trump we are very fortunate to have a prime minister like that and this gentleman our learned speaker he is from the school of our prime minister so all of you would have seen this man i need not introduce him you will see him once he comes on the dais you know him because he is a very commonly known in every household of india he is none other than our ram madhav ji he has selected a beautiful subject i don't know whether he selected or our harikiran vadalmani has has chosen the subject this is transcending dualities in search of oneness yesterday even prime minister he was talking about oneness he was talking about so many languages are there so many culture is there every state has got a different type of food i mean dresses and all these things in spite of all these things you know we are one he was repeatedly telling that sir ramadev ji in spite of your busy schedule i know you are a, not only a national personality you are a global personality and uh, in spite of it you know you could find time to come here to honor us and to give your lecture today and we are very fortunate to have this indic academy indic academy most of the people in coimbatore may know and may not be knowing and he is uh, the person behind it is ravi kiran we have to thank ravi kiran hari kiran sorry hari kiran slip of my tongue hari kiran so he is uh, instrumental in and he was a brain behind in having this first lecture on dayananda saraswati ji he is uh, basically from hyderabad and he has got a trust called indica academy and that seeks to preserve protect and promote india indian civilizations values culture and heritage through its multivarious networks and activities thank you very much we salute you for having come here and joining with the host of committees 
we have got uh, the host of committees quite a few people they are all primitorians it is their duty to celebrate and to have the lectures on swami dayananda saraswati in fact you know we are all fortunate that uh, swami dayananda saraswati he lived in coimbatore and we are fortunate that when he lived we lived in coimbatore we could see him very often and there are uh, many functions you know he has attended he loves our culture he loves music the children who sang you know most of the songs are composed by swami ji he knows music he knows sanskrit he knows i mean vedas and he is uh, i mean great person i have no i mean words to say that i am too small to say that but we are fortunate we lived when he lived in coimbatore and we have seen him in flesh and blood and thanks to the organizing committee i am not reading their names because they are all part of the they are the hosts they are hosts and uh, at this juncture i request uh, harikaran to welcome and garland swami ji from anakatti satmananda ji i request him to accept our garland thank you sir and uh, may request uh, vanita mohan to honor and recognize uh, sri ram madhav ji i may request uh, tushar kikani to honor harikiran from indak academy mr harikiran can i have you yeah thank you very much and we have got lot of students here from various schools and colleges i am very happy because most of the lectures and most of the places you know i find in the audience you know more people of my age than younger generation i want younger generation who are the citizens of india tomorrow tomorrow's in citizens to know about what is happening in the other part of the country and what is oneness please watch carefully please don't meddle with your cell phones may i request in the meantime all of you to put the cell phone in the silent mode thank you for cooperating so on behalf of the host of uh, committees organizing committee i once again welcome each one of you for this 
first lecture uh, for the in memory of swami dayananda saraswati i welcome you all thank you very much thank you sir shri harikiran is the founder of indic academy and the prime inspiration behind the organization of this memorial lecture i now request shri hari harikiran ji to address the gathering on indic academy and its association with poojya swami ji at the outset I'd like to thank swami sadatmanan ji for gracing the occasion blessing this event and being the advisor for this event thank you very much sir i also would like to thank all the members of the committee of hosts uh, my rakhi sister swati and all the uh, dignitaries the who is who of coimbatore for readily agreeing to this uh, proposition that pooja swami ji dayanand saraswati's uh, memory should be perpetuated it's already perpetuated in multiple forms but it should be perpetuated through a memorial lecture i also would like to thank my indica coimbatore team a uh, very very active uh, team that my uh, tamudu uh, pramod has assembled along with the others thank you very much on this stage you have two panels on either side with the words bharat ke liye you might be wondering what is that suddenly to quotes as bharat ke liye now one of the things about pooja swami ji is that he was known as a patriot saint a nationalist saint you could see that in the last bhajan it was about bharat and if you see the trajectory of his life you would see the millennium summit wherein he argued against uh, he argued for mutual respect the kind of work that he did with uh, proselytization against proselytization the kind of work that he did with assembling multiple acharyas from all over different sampradayas from all over uh, hindu dharma acharya uh, mahasabha which he constituted if you look at his work in 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 the temples and and the and the core, the case is in the supreme court right now but if you look at that and how how the temples are important but if you look at the trajectory he was a saint who was focused on the integrity of the nation of preserving the culture of this nation so that was the extra thing about him so when i met him first in 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 the year 2010 this was because of a conference on non dualism that i wanted to attend which was being held in california and i saw that in in the schedule there was no shankar bhagwan mentioned anywhere so this is a conference on non dualism and there's no mention of shankar bhagwan that's so that sort of uh, uh, troubled me a bit and and that's that's when in 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 this uh, in november of that year i set up this uh, academy called advaita academy to focus on teaching advaita vedanta and then i discovered as i was recruiting and asking teachers i was discovered this whole concept called 
neo advaita you know there is no need for teaching neo vedanta there are all kinds of new kinds of satsang vedanta advaita so all kinds of teachers uh, i came across and i also came across a lot of teachers who were not even ready to acknowledge or use the word advaita and uh, so they were sort of cut their connection and they were teaching uh, the same very own our own wisdom without even a, a thank you and then i discovered the need and the discovered that in india traditional teaching in a structured way in a systematic way was first uh, uh, initiated in in sandipani uh, swami chinmayananda ji and uh, pooja swami dayananda saraswati and that is how this whole uh, program was conceptualized till that time they were all vedanta was taught in the gruha gurukula but he was sort of created this syllabus that you have to learn sanskritam prakrana prakrana gandhas vashyam uh, all that in a very very systematic way in a three year format and that's when i was introduced to him and then i realized that if we have to do it there is a need for this kind of programs and what is happening whether it's in sandipani or in anekatti is not enough given the global demand for our uh, our wisdom uh, and and therefore i had approached him uh, with a four gurukula problem uh, saying that look uh, shankar bhagavan has set up four gurukulas you have you are teaching in four places in nagpur rishikesh anekatti and and uh, pennsylvania i also want to uh, facilitate setting up uh, another four gurukulas uh, please help me so he was you know he brushed me aside and you know he was laughing and he, for few years for a couple of years i was just pestering him whenever i came to india in anekatti uh, i was always pestering him so the, my 50th birthday i celebrated in uh, with him i i said look i want to celebrate the 50th birthday so this was in 2013 i spent the whole day with him in the dakshinamurthi's uh, temple we did the homam and then he was thanking me saying that thank you for choosing to spend this day with me so sort of that day he sort of melted down and then i kept asking him about this uh, wanting to do this because i am looking as an entrepreneur scale and i'm saying that look population global population the need for vedanta the need for spirituality so high and you know we are not really matching it and if you don't match it then you'll have people who will distort it who will who will take away the connection between our dharma and and then they'll do all that so this thing was going on and 2014 thanks to ramadev ji's invite to him to the ideas conclave in goa i met him again and i said swami ji before vanya i am going to assure you he sort of relented then he said look at the land and all that i saw some land in bangalore then in in uh, tirupati he liked tirupati the idea of tirupati he said that's when i uh, that's also before anekatti i was also examining uh, tirupati so i said within one year i will make you do the bhumi puja this is my you know i was very irreverent with him it was very you know sort of a loving irreverence and he used to indulge me so i said we'll do the unfortunately 2015 this very same day he attained mahasamadhi he was flown from the us uh, again thanks to the help uh, of ram madhav ji and all the team 
And I met him on, on 19th for taking his blessings in Rishikesh. And then, of course, there was a stream of visitors, stream of visitors. So I just got my uh, 30 seconds with him. So I was sort of desperate. And I said, Swamiji, please, please bless me, please bless me. You know, I want to do this. And then he said, you must work hard. And the last words that he spoke to me, Bharat ke liye. So that was, that was his last words to me. That was his blessings to me. And till date, whatever that Indic Academy that we are doing is in that direction. To preserve, protect and promote our heritage, our dharma. Today, I spoke to my Swamini, Swami Atma Prakashan, and I told her about this uh, function. And he was always wanting me to do something in London with her. So we were doing, we were trying to take a place and, uh, you know, do some kind of a activity. So I told her that, Swamini, today we must start the journey of the four Gurukulas with London. And she said, yes, she gave me blessings. So I'm very happy to announce that Indic Academy Swami Dayananda Trust is going to be established in London and we will start an annual uh, 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 three-year course there. And today I seek his blessings as I announce this. Incidentally, in 95 he had a vision and he wanted to create something called Ashram International, something model on Rotary Club. This is what Swami was telling me, something model on Rotary Club. He created, you know, sort of a, a people could meet. But it's a spiritual club. It is not a, it's not a club, uh, uh, like a service club, but it's a spiritual club. And incidentally, I realized this today, that Indic Academy has become like Ashram International that was envisaged by Swamiji. We, today, we have 30 chapters all over the world. So it's an international organization. We regularly meet. We have more than 350 meetings in the last three years. We have given grants. So we are a combination of a grant giving organization, a TEDx, a Rotary Club, a university, a Gurukulam, uh, an incubator. So we are doing multiple things. And this uh, Indic Academy also in a way is his, his, his thought which is flowing through and, and, and manifesting itself. And the way that Indic Academy is growing in the last four years, we are just tapping into the Bharatiya consciousness. It's a latent consciousness that is there and that growth is happening. And what you saw last night, my, uh, my friend was referring to what you saw last night in terms of Houston and what happened there. I was there in Singapore and what happens is that when you are outside and you are seeing a leader represent, he is a manifestation, he is a personification of the Bharatiya consciousness. What Modiji is there today, yesterday when people saw, the connection that they are seeing is not a political leader, but they are seeing him as a manifestation of Bharat Mata, Bharatiya consciousness. And that is, that is what we are tapping into. That is what Indic Academy is tapping into. And today I am telling you as we are working on a center for soft power with Ramadavji. Our time has come. 
we are going to be the vishwa gurus as you can see yesterday we are going to be the vishwa gurus in our lifetime here and now here and now nagpur is the epicenter of the renaissance of hindu dharma for me coimbatore is the epicenter for a global renaissance of indic civilization and i thank all the members of all the community members in in coimbatore who have been supporting our activities i must also tell you two more things that pooja swami these thoughts flow through him through me uh, 2012 i had asked him that in pennsylvania let's do a conference on non dualism because they are doing all kinds of things let's do a traditional one and he said yes and and unfortunately we could not do it at that time but today we have organized indic academies organizing the first conference on advaita vedanta on oneness in uh, velinad in which chinmaya vishwavidya peet and 72 speakers have come we have issued a call for papers and 72 speakers are, 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 have come so this is something which is extraordinary because we we i tried to check the back and really there are not many there's there's no specific conference for advaita uh, uh, lastly another thing is that we have taken up a, a, a task to install 108 vigrahas shankar bhagwan's vigrahas all over the world people are doing 108 feet but then i said look let's do something different let's do 108 all over the world the first one was installed in tirunelveli uh, puja swami ji's uh, shishya jay shankar we have installed it there two more uh, one more has been installed in smriti adinarayan and adinarayan's uh, here near palani one more is coming up in salem we now have requests now the the word has gone out we now have requests for more than 20 from all over the world and most of them are from puja swami ji's uh, uh, lineage i want to people ask me what is got a politician got to do with a with a uh, a talk like uh, a memorial talk well he is currently a politician but he is a spiritual politician first and foremost i'll read out a few uh, lines about him ram madhav is an indian politician writer and a journalist he is currently serving as a national general secretary of bharatiya janata party he has also been a former member of the national executive of rashtriya swayamsevak sang he is a member board of governors of india foundation a premier think tank based in delhi mr madhav has also authored several books in english and telugu with his latest one being uneasy neighbors india and china after 50 years of war madhav was born in amlapuram in the east godavari district of andhra pradesh primarily a student of engineering he earned his diploma in electrical engineering from andhra pradesh he has a postgraduate degree in political science from university of mysore karnataka madhav's association with rashtriya swayamsevak sang began as a teenager he volunteered to be a full time worker of rss in 1981 and was assigned to several key positions in the organization he is the editor of bharati he was the editor of bharatiya pragna a monthly magazine in english published by pragna bharati now so this is this is what if somebody asks the bayreta but having worked with him for several years now surely i am so happy that he is the first speaker for this 
because i have been sounding him out also because our connection with puja swami ji is that he is very closely uh, and intimately working with swami ji and he, he has mentioned about me to swami ji and i work with, uh, closely with him so it is indeed a great privilege that he is accepted to be the the first speaker he has done several things within india foundation over the last 5 years apart from his political career in terms of how he has protected the northeast and and what he has done in kashmir and bringing him back into the bharatiya fold but as 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 member of uh, 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 india foundation that he has founded he has done several initiatives the uh, indian ocean conference uh, india ideas conclave um, uh, india no uh, uh, dharma dharma conference soft power conference so several initiatives he has undertaken and dharma dharma and soft power are directly related to preserving our culture so he has done an incredible amount of work in trying to preserve protect and and promote our civilizational thought we uh, he's been kind enough we did a, a conference called indic thoughts festival wherein we were celebrating our civilization so i take great immense pride privilege pleasure in inviting uh, a mentor to indic academy sri ramadav ji to please come and give us the first memorial lecture puja swami dayananda memorial lecture my respectful homage to the sacred memory of pooja swami dayanand ji pranams to pooja sadatmanand ji and all the other acharyas and my greetings to all the distinguished audience present in this program पूज्य स्वामी दयानंद जी इन हिज लाइफ टाइम वॉज द्रेटेस्ट आचार्य ऑफ वेदांता इन दर्ल्ड वी कुड नॉट फाइंड एनी अदर आचार्य हू कुड कम एनी वेर नियर pooja swami ji in terms of his wisdom and knowledge in such a very deep subject like vedanta so today standing before you attempting to deliver this first dayananda memorial lecture i was reminded of uh, one saying fools rush in where angels fear to tread mr hari kiran tried to justify inviting me but i know that uh, i have tried to bite something more than probably i can chew you know it is about unity oneness 
and speaking about it is the politician politics divides the very fundamental characteristic of politics is to divide and i have to speak about uniting and oneness but then i can only find solace in the fact that besides being a politician me are many like me are not just merely politicians we have been the followers of uh, dindal upadhyay to narendra modi today and we have been the disciples of great acharyas like uh, pujya swami chinmayananda ji pujya swami dayananda ji to the second chief of rss shri guruji golwalkar we are committed to the idea of unity although we work in an area whose inherent quality or characteristic or temperament is to divide out of those superficially appearing differences divides we are here to create a unified strong nation if that is not an enough qualification for me to stand in front of you i can flaunt another qualification you know nobody is somebody without a guru i too have had the great fortune of learning so many things at the sitting at the lotus feet of gurus like pooja swami chinmayananda ji and subsequently pooja swami dayananda saraswati ji so with those basic qualifications probably i will be talking to you on this very important topic for a for some time essentially probably i am placing before you if i am placing before you any valuable ideas please take it that these ideas have been collected by collected by me sitting at the lotus feet of these great acharyas there is no need to mention that if you find anything irreverent or not very useful take it as my own ignorance don't attribute it to any acharya please swami dayananda saraswati ji or for that matter swami chinmayananda ji who was the one of the inspirational uh, gurus for dayananda ji they were not just saints alone that doesn't mean being a saint is uh, not important or not significant all saints are great you know it is said that you don't find a child and a guru who cannot be loved every child is lovable you don't come across an ugly child and you don't come across an ugly guru 
all acharyas all saints are beautiful reverential but there will be some like swami dayanand ji who can be called if i were to use any specific phrase for them i call them rashtra rishis rashtra rishi is a saint whose whole sadhana whose whole adhyatma is for building the nation building the generation building the epic uh, epoch they are not just content with teaching some disciples about certain holy cultural religious values for them building the entire nation becomes the end objective of their sadhana of their meditation they are rashtra rishis dandi ji was one such rashtra rishi he dedicated his life to teaching vedanta he produced innumerable number of good teachers good acharyas but then he also worked very hard in building this rashtra this nation i am using the word nation not country country is a very contemporary idea country is geographical country probably can be part political rashtra nation is socio spiritual socio civilizational socio cultural swami ji had dedicated his life to this mission also besides the mission of teaching his students i remember swami ji telling us how i mean he was when he narrated that he was really thrilled to narrate that uh, one fact that when he went to give lectures in nagpur in mid 60s at the reshim bagh grounds one day he got to know he was giving discourse for one week he one day he got to know that the then chief of rss guruji golwalkar came in the in in a car to listen to his discourses he sat in the car and listened to his discourses some you would feel thrilled to mention it here is a rashtra rishi enjoying the happiness of having another rashtra rishi coming and listening to him because both had similar idea similar vision about the future of this country friends children are not afraid of anything a child will just go and catch hold of a snake he doesn't know that snake is dangerous but if you try to tell him it is dangerous he will be more keen to catch it because he is curious he wants to know what is the danger all about and saints are fearless 
and we have seen saints like swami chinmayananda swami vivekananda the rashtra rishis who were fearless in their vision for them the larger good of the nation mattered nothing else what all swami ji did in his lifetime was amazing taking on challenges of semitic religions so openly going all the way to united nations to tell them that first learn to respect plurality diversity it needed courage it needed courage to be politically incorrect to say that conversion is violence within a closed room may be possible but make that statement publicly and justify it as a thesis today the whole world the the theological world seriously ponders this one statement of swami ji that conversion is also a form of violence <laughs> only a saint who had that vision that conviction but together with vision and conviction what is called courage of conviction could only have done it and you see such courage of conviction in our prime minister today i am bringing in our prime minister anagul prime minister not for any political reason there is an there is an important reason for my invoking the name of our prime minister because i was witness to a history in which swami dayanand ji was a very important part when it was to be decided that the bjp should project an able leader as prime minister of this country looking at the kind of challenges this country was facing not just political challenges politics come and go governments come and go but the challenges were much larger it was a question of nation's self identity which was at stake what will happen to this dharma what will happen to this dharma prana samaj in fact swami dhananji used to repeatedly say you see you say that we will do we will protect dharma but swami ji used to say what do you mean by protect dharma protecting dharmi is protecting dharma after all you have to protect this uh, this society this this uh, community which represents or which is the inheritor of that dharma that was at stake and there was lot of discussion about who should be who would be able to do that for this country and for this dharma and i remember swami dayanand ji 
going from leader to leader to convince that only one person can do that that is mr narendra modi not that he was campaigning for any political leader or a political party he had he was a drashta he had that vision and today he is no more there so there is no need or no purpose uh, that would be sarubai me flattery so please take it it is a fact that he had that vision that only somebody with this kind of a quality who is courageous who is who has got conviction and who has got courage of conviction can only lead this country at this juncture and prime minister narendra modi has had equally strong reverence for pujya swami ji and today look at the prime minister just now there was a reference to the speech of his at houston yesterday it was an hour long speech when we speak for 10 minutes we invoke our own name or organization's name several times it is important to tell what we are doing but in one hour speech prime minister did not invoke the name of his party even once he only talked about the nation he only talked about the people he only talked about the future of our country as though he is the leader of not of any political party but he is the leader of 137 crore indians which he is plato said in his uh, republic that we need philosopher kings philosopher king what plato meant by that was that you need to have rulers who are of a higher philosophical plane higher spiritual plane for whom their own mundane interests do not matter what all matters to them is the welfare and well being of the kingdom of the rajya of the people this is what he meant by philosopher kings somebody who has that kind of heart sensitivity for the nation for the people who is willing to take strong measures in the larger interest of the nation that is what a philosopher king meant all kings cannot be philosophers kings have their own mundane compulsions i remember chanakya also proposed that king should not have any personal choices in fact it so happens that chandragupta maurya was a married man but chanakya insists that chandragupta should marry the daughter of seleucus chandragupta says but i am a married man chanakya says king has no choice 
Kings cannot have their own choices. That is what a philosopher king means. And fortunately for us, in Prime Minister Modi, you see a leader for whom nothing personal matters. What only matters for him is the well-being and progress of this nation. That is the reason why I referred to the relationship between Pooja Swami Dayanandaji and the Honorable Prime Minister. Look at this decision about Article 370. I remember innumerable conversations we used to have with Swami Dayanandaji about what should be done in Kashmir. Today it was removed. Even our own hardcore supporters, even our own party members used to believe that it is something very difficult to go. But the reality is a festering wound of 72 years has been amputated in 72 hours. Because you know, people, my own party people sometimes ask me. So we used to think that it is such a difficult task. It's not easy to remove Article 370. But it wasn't in such an easy manner. If it was so easy, why did it take 72 years? Why could it have been done before? Why couldn't it have been removed in the uh, previous regimes? I used to tell them only one thing. Look. It did not take 72 years. It took one Modi. A visionary. Who understands what national unity, national integrity is all about. That is the kind of leadership we have. And I would attribute the decision to bring that leadership forward, if not fully, partly to Pooja Swami Dayanandaji also. That is why I said he was a Rashtra Rishi. He had a vision about this nation. He dedicated his whole life to this dharma and this dharmi. You know, today we have to talk about this whole issue of oneness amidst the duality or diversity that we see. Muhammad Iqbal, in his famous song, Sare Jahan Se Achha, which probably many of you would have read or learnt in your school days, he raises a very important question in that song. Yunan Mishra Roma Sab Mitgaye Jahape Kuch Baat Hai Ki Hasti Mitti Nahi Hamari. Yunan, the ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, ancient uh, uh, kingdoms of Persia, they all have vanished. What you see as Rome today has nothing to do with ancient Rome. Same is the case with today's Iran, it has nothing to do with Persia. Those ancient civilizations 
do not exist today they have disappeared बट इकबल से कुछ बात है कि हस्ती मिटती नहीं हमारी दिस सिविलाइजेशन ऑफ अवर्स देर इज समथिंग इन इट दट इट डजेंट गो इट डजेंट वैनिश वॉट इज दट समथिंग दैट समथिंग इज द इनेट वननेस ऑफ दिस नेशन This nation is diverse, like any other nation. Innumerable diversities you find in this nation. For any naked eye, it's only diversity and diversity. But still, there is one innate, strong thread of unity in this country. It is that unity. which keeps this nation alive surviving so many big onslaughts on it friends had it been any other country or culture which faced the subjugation for 1000 years by foreign religions foreign civilizations no question of its survival but we survived because there is one important institution in this country the institution of guru the guru parampara which is the secret of our eternity probably mohammed iqbal could not understand could not visualize it but we know that we have the living guru tradition the tradition of living gurus doesn't have uh, no other religion in the world has it we have it the living gurus who teach this nation to worship that innate oneness in taoism there is an interesting uh, story chiang was a carpenter he makes wonderful woodworks one day the king saw his uh, woodwork and greatly impressed by it and he asked him ki where has this skill come from how could you make such an excellent artifact chiang says you see when i shut myself off for 3 days and start looking inwards i start forgetting that i will get a compliment from you the prince when i travel further inwards for 5 days i forget that probably i will get an award from some institution from authority and i will go further 7 days inwards i forget about my own body 
then i actually enter in my mind space enter the forest when i see the tree i already see the artifact in the tree all that i do is i only trim it this inward journey departure from all sorts of moha all sorts of attractions the inward unity is first thing that our acharyas teach us to practice unity doesn't begin only at the outer world begin it from within because the diversity that you see outside there was a reference to adi shankara by shri hari kiran adi shankara said that brahma satyam jagan mithya after all whatever is reality is all divine or the other way the divine is the only reality everything else is an illusion mithya is it really doesn't it exist doesn't diversity exist what adi shankara said was that outward appearing diversity is not a mythya it is a reality it is there you cannot wish away that diversity but in your mind space do you feel that innate oneness or not the mythya is in our minds this has to be overcome and this has to be overcome without anything in return without expecting anything in return as a politician i feel that are mr modi should have at least mentioned that bjp is responsible for my rise i feel but no for modi no you know revier acharyas are sitting in front of me people come for moksha in fact swami dhananand used to say this even this urge for moksha sir i don't want anything i just want moksha i am ready to discard everything but even in the discarding you have a moha that you want moksha that's what swami used to say there is no moksha outside your life it is here in front of you in this life that your moksha is there no 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 but there is something called parmananda there is a state of parmananda i have to reach there tell me how i can do that can you teach me some meditation by which i can reach there you will tell him okay do for 20 minutes every day you do that pranayam every 5 minutes he will just open the eye and see how far have i gone near that moksha that's why in fact buddha did not accept the philosophy of we hindus or hindu scholars have proposed parmananda as moksha he said no moksha is not parmananda moksha is dukkha rahitya where there is no sorrow 
that is moksha so buddha's philosophy was dukkha nirodh don't call it moksha call it dukkha nirodh the emancipation so that message that we are here to take this message to the world this is the philosophy for which this country has to live when arnold toynbee said it that every chapter in the human history which had a european beginning has to have an indian ending what did he mean by that that this profound message of oneness where you only strive for the happiness of all others and for that the basis the foundation for that again going back to puja swami ji is our dharma's singular conviction and contribution of the omnipresence of divinity you all know you are swami ji's disciples most of you are here he used to say that uh, you know this semitic religions have this belief that there is god for them he is formless formless but he this also swami ji used to highlight this distinction you say formless but you know he is gender it is he leave it it is their problem not our problem so the claim of the semitic religions used to be that you see we have one god but you hindus have many gods so you are polytheists we are monotheists swami ji used to say you are monotheist understood you have one god but we are not polytheists you have one god we have only god whatever is there is ishvara whatever is there is divinity this one message i tell you i had a i have got a good friend in america who is a practicing hindu he is a christian but he became a practicing hindu you will nowadays come across so many such people in the world he one day asked him what is the motivation for you to become a practicing hindu he told me a story that which he heard from his guru because there are some students here i thought let me lighten the atmosphere so one day pope came to india vajpayee ji invited him he came you remember last time he came was when vajpayee ji invited him before he came to india our swami these days our swamis are globe trotters so one of our swamis went and met him in his place in rome in vatican when he met him he found a very interesting looking telephone on his table lal rangwala red color telephone Swami asked him, "Sir, what is this telephone? It is looking something different." Pope said, "This is my hotline to God. Whenever I had a problem, I will just dial up. God comes on 
the line and I will take his advice and do whatever is needed for my religion. And you know Pope Saab has so many problems right from uh, uh, pedophilia to so many things. He has to consult God on a regular basis probably every day. But Swamiji was so surprised in our country for you to have uh, that so-called conversation with God. You need to do uh, penance for 10 days, uh, 10 years, 15 years, tapas charya karna padta hai. And there is no guarantee that God will come first, he will send Rambha and then Orosi, then he will test you. Then finally if he comes it is good. But here you just dial up, he will come. So Pope said you are not believing, no? Dial up. So Swamiji dialed up, God really came online. No, for a Swami, suddenly God comes in front of him. What does the Swami want? Two, three minutes ka idhar ki baat ho gayi. Prabhuji, how are you? All is well. Lot of, lot of snowfall. Parvatiji is okay, healthy. No jalubu and all that. No cold and all that. Two, three minutes here and there, there was normal conversation. Swamiji put the phone down and Pope asked, now you believe? Swami said, it's unimaginable in my country. So when Swamiji was about to leave, Pope Sab gave the bill for a three-minute conversation, some three thousand dollars. Poor Swami did not realize that it was such a manga affair, costly affair. But since the, he already used the phone, he paid up and came back. So several years have passed. This time when Pope came, he remembered the Swami who came to meet him and inquired about him. The Swami was sitting somewhere in Rishikesh. So Popsa went to meet him. When Popsa went to meet the Swamiji, he found a lal rangwala telephone in Swamiji's kuti also. <laughs> so he asked Swamiji, Swamiji, you also have it? Swamiji said, yes, yes, Popsa. Ever since, you know, this uh, communications revolution happened when Pramod Mahajan became the telecommunication minister, everybody has a mobile phone. In every meeting, one standard, uh, you know, announcement is, please put your phones on silent mode or switch off. Everybody has a phone in his pocket. I have this hotline. Pope was very happy. Pope left, had actually left Vatican some 10 days back and he had accumulated so many problems. In 10 days, he urgently needed a conversation with God. So he got the line. She asked Swamiji, Swamiji, can I? Swamiji said, all right, go ahead, make a call. This man called up. God came on the line. So many problems. So went on talking with God. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. One hour he spoke with God. Put on the phone. Swamiji asked, Swamiji, uh, how is the telephone? It was all right. Pope said, wonderful. It's as if we are talking to each other directly. It was so clear, line was. I never realized that India has progressed so much. Thank you very much. Now tell me what is the bill? Swamiji said, sir, in India we don't take money from the guests. Don't worry, we will take care of that. Pope said, no, 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 how can it be? When you just came and called up for three minutes, I charged you $3,000. Now I spoke for one hour. Tell me whatever is the bill behind me is America, behind me is England. Any bill I will give you, don't worry. After a lot of pressure, Swamiji said, all right, give me 20 rupees. Pope thought, Swamiji is giving a discount. Swamiji said, no, I am not giving any discount in India. Talking to God is a local call. <laughs> one rupee for three minutes, 20 rupees for one hour. 
because for us God is everywhere this one message of innate oneness based on the belief that everything is divine everything is ishvara is the profound message that india has to offer to the world there will be diversities in the world we are not against any diversity we are worshipers of pluralism but we are practitioners of the innate oneness of the mankind this is the profound message that this nation has to give to the world but before it gives it out to the world it has to practice it so the nation called bharat is surviving for this one purpose swami vivekananda used to say every nation has a destiny to fulfill duty to perform mission to accomplish what is that mission what is the destiny this is the destiny or mission of this land carry this message of oneness at all levels not just at the level of god but all levels the way we look at the nature prakriti we see it as a form of divinity when uh, our government undertook a number of uh, infrastructure projects some of them were given to companies from taiwan other countries one taiwanese official one day came to me with a very peculiar experience he said you see we were given this 400 km road to be built we hired the local laborers we needed to cut off some trees on the sides because we needed to expand the road but this labor every day before they start their work would go and do a puja literally a worship to the tree before they cut it he said sir i cannot understand what are they doing they have to cut it where are they worshiping it but how do you explain to him that they are doing it as a prayas chitta they are saying to the tree please forgive me i am committing a sin today i will face it because i am compelled to do it this is our approach to environment prakriti paryavaran that is why prime minister has undertaken a major lead in protecting preserving the environment in the world today global climate leadership is today in the hands of india and in the hands of prime minister modi no better country can be there to lead the globe in this global climate uh, preservation we believe because we attach that spiritual significance that every river reaches the same end every river is sacred for us remember all these things are not necessarily because of any great training or education it is the core of india core the very essence i can give you my own experience you go to a village 
a remotest village in uttar pradesh go to the poorest family in that village probably living in a hut go to the oldest lady in that hut obviously she will be an uneducated lady illiterate look at her morning prayer in the morning when she prays before the sun god before surya bhagavan what is that prayer sarve api sukhinasantu ganga maya ki jai gomata ki jai and the prayer ends with lok kalyan ho it's not about her family it is not about her poverty it's not about her mohalla her village it is about lok kalyan let the whole world be happy this is real bharat this is what is the innate oneness in our culture in our civilization we may be different but what binds us together this one idea that everything is ishwara and we have to serve everything animate and inanimate alike yes we worship uh, uh, you know from the view point of uh, uh, a westerner a, a christian or a muslim we are worshiping worshiping stones but for me dhananji chokrali used to say no we don't worship stones we worship the divine in a form and he used to jokingly ask what is it that you worship in a church if the cross in a church is not an idol you should be prostrating before every telephone pole because every telephone pole is like this but that is not your cross similarly it is not our stone it is ishwara because we don't believe that only animate world need to be protected animate inanimate everything together is ishwara so that unity is the message of this country which needed to be given to the outside world in fact this friend of mine the christian who became a practicing hindu he one day told me only this sir don't try to teach any big vedanta to our westerners just somehow convince them that everything is sacred that addresses all the conflicts make them believe that everything is sacred so friends we in politics you in social life are our revered acharyas in the spiritual life we all are the worshipers of this one innate oneness that pervades all the existing creation we are not against diversity 
we are not against diversity in languages we respect tamil as much as we respect hindi in fact our constitution clearly says uh, all the 18 languages in the country enjoy the status of national languages but in tamil or in hindi do not utter something that hurts the feelings sentiments or innate unity of this country we are worshipers of that unity that message we are in politics today no doubt politics inherently demands some certain things from us but take it from me that we are in politics also only for that one great objective for which great swamis like pujya chinmayananda ji pujya dayananda ji many such swamis have dedicated their lives continue to dedicate their lives and that is in this visual visible diversity we need to find an innate emotional unity and oneness and let me conclude by saying that the question asked by mohammed iqbal in that song sare jahan se acha kuch baat hai ki hasti mitdi nahi hamari there is something because of which this this civilization survives that something is this global mission which we in our normal parlance call as krunvanto vishwamaryam let us ennoble the entire world my pranams to all of you thank you sir you enlightened us to the dedications views and vision on the progress of nation by the rashtra saint pooja swami dayananda saraswati and the philosopher king honorable prime minister narendra modi transcending us through diversities that nurtured in the hands of gurus uploading innate oneness thank you sir giving thanks for abundance is greater than abundance itself to express our happiness and gratitude may i now call upon shri tushar kekani member of the committee of hosts to present a small token of our love to our chief guest shri madhav ji thank you sir to express our gratitude in words may i request Mrs Swati Rohit member of the committee committee of hosts and chief business officer of the Ramakrishna group of institutions to deliver the vote of thanks good evening i'm privileged to be invited to propose the vote of thanks at the first memorial lecture of pooja swami dayananda saraswati ji organized by the indic academy we are deeply grateful to shri ramadev ji for an enlightening speech reaffirming the status is one of the brightest mind among the conservative intelligentsia thank you sir for making time to be with us here in coimbatore indic academy the indic found india foundation and other allied organizations are playing a vital role in adding to indic thought capital and helping us appreciate our cultural legacy i would like to thank shri harikiran vadlamani ji founder the indic academy for making this event happen A big thank you to Swami 
సదాత్మనందజీ రెసిడెంట్ ఆచార్య ఆర్ష విద్యా గురుకులం అనకటి కోయంబటో ఫర్ గ్రేసింగ్ అస్ విత్ దిస్ ప్రజెన్స్ హియర్ టుడే అండ్ ఆ కోయంబటో కమిటీ ఆఫ్ హోస్ శ్రీ కృష్ణ కుమార్ వారియార్జీ శ్రీకృష్ణన్జీ శ్రీమతి వనిత మోహన్జీ శ్రీ మోహన్ శంకర్ శ్రీ రవి శామ్ శ్రీ కనగ సభాపతి శ్రీ శ్రీ గోపాల్ మహేశ్వరి అండ్ శ్రీ తుషార్ కేకానీజీ ఫర్ ద వెన్యూ అండ్ సపోర్ట్ అ స్పెషల్ థ్యాంక్స్ టు ఆల్ ఆల్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ to mr pramod who put a lot of effort in behind the scenes and everybody else who helped mr pramod who worked tirelessly towards making this event a very grand success my sincere thanks to all the guests and students who came at our invitation and graced this occasion i would like also to thank the media for their support in helping to get this message out to those who could not be present with us here thank you and jai hind thank you ma'am All those who wish to offer Pushpanjali to Pooja Swamiji's Holy Padukas can do so after the completion of National Anthem. So let us pay our tribute to our mother nation. Let us pay our tribute to our mother nation. 